Hey, I'm Allison Ray, and this is the very first episode of the Pace and Pattern Podcast, a podcast created to give you simple strategies to be more proactive in your real life. So a lot of you probably know about Pace and Pattern because of the goal setting planner we sell. And my hope is that this podcast could be a really good additional resource if you're already using the planner, but I also just wanted to make it for people who aren't using the planner. I hope it would be helpful encouragement for you as well. So I'm glad you're here and let's jump in. So we just celebrated the beginning of a new year and really a brand new decade. So in honor of all that newness, I thought it'd be good to make our first episode all about writing a vision statement. So today we're going to talk through five steps for writing a vision statement and um, yeah, how to make that really impact your life and stick with you and not just end up in a random notebook tucked in a drawer somewhere. So there's a lot out there about writing vision statements and there's a ton of different approaches. So if you've never written one before, I hope that the method I'm about to share with you will make the whole process a lot less intimidating. Or if you have written one before and you felt like it didn't make any impact on your life at all, then I just want you to hear me out and hopefully I can persuade you to try again. Just just give me a shot at this. So my goal today is to help you write a vision statement that really will make a difference in your everyday life. One that you won't just forget about, one that you can use to set your goals with, and one that will stick in your mind as you're planning your months and your weeks. Um, Later on, we'll talk more about the goal stuff and the planning stuff, but today we're going to just focus on writing the vision statement. So let's get started. Our first step is going to be step zero, which is kind of cheating. I guess this is actually a six step process, but you know, five is just a nicer number. So we included a step zero. So this step is reflection, reflection, reflection. I'm pretty sure my step zero for a lot of these kind of things will be reflection, but it's important. So why not include it in a lot of things? How can you jump right into deciding where you want to go if you haven't thought about where you've been and where you are now? So this step will help you wrap your head around what's going on in your life and even in your soul before you sit down to write your vision statement. So you want to spend some time writing down on paper. Don't just think about it what's been happening over the last year and how you feel about it. So some of the questions we ask in our planner are, what is going really well right now? So what are some things that you're loving about, you know, what's happening and how you're spending your time? And then spend a little while thinking about what are some things you'd love to see change? I also think it's important to think about what are some of the most important relationships in your life and how are you nurturing those? Question number three is how do you currently get to use your gifts and passions in your everyday life? And are there any you don't currently get to use? All right, so now that you've spent some time looking backwards, take out another piece of paper and write down some things you'd love to see happen in the future. So this could just be things you would love to see happen this coming year, but I think it's really helpful to go even beyond that, to think about What are some things you'd love to see happen in your life five, 10, maybe 15 years from now, maybe more? What do you want your spiritual life to look like? How do you want your family and friends to describe you? Where do you wanna be in your career? And what would you love for your home environment to feel like? Those kind of questions. I feel like getting a good sense of 
what you want your more distant life to look like will help you figure out changes to make or things to consider as you plan for what's coming up right now. So by spending your time uh, thinking about this, you're likely to uncover a lot about what you value and what you want to see happen. So you'll be really prepared when we dive into our next step. All right, so now we're at step one. Step one is identify five main areas of your life or roles that you want to give attention to this year. So, okay, here, I'm just gonna, with these steps, I feel like it might be helpful for me to share examples that I'm doing. Now, I just want you to know that these are just personal to me, to where I am and uh, to what I think is important. My things don't have to be anything like your things. So you need to make this just be a good fit for you. But I feel like an example is sometimes helpful when you're learning something or, I don't know, it's just helpful to hear it explained through an example. So my main areas that I'm focusing on this year are spiritual, relational, personal, vocational, and home. So sometimes you have to get creative and combine roles. I think most of us have way more than five areas of our life that we can think of wanting to focus on. The key here is to narrow it down to those five because trust me, once you get more than five, it is really, really hard to memorize them and then you don't give any of the areas the attention they deserve. So one thing I try to do is combine categories or um, yeah, just kind of get a little creative with that. So if you're trying to figure out which category to to cut or combine and which to keep, I would say prioritize the area where you wanna see the most growth. So this is less about what is most important and it's more about what comes least naturally to you. So for instance, if you're really wanting to improve the health of your marriage, I would suggest that you make uh, marriage its own category rather than grouping it under family. Or for instance, like one year I had a category that was just dedicated to having a baby because that was our first kid. There's a lot of changes I need to make in my life around that. I felt like it needed its own area. So right now I have, we have four kids, five and under, So personal is its own category because I need to remind myself to take care of my own needs as well as everybody else's needs. All right, so step two is describe your personal why. Now this is a big one. This is not a step that is going to be fast necessarily. It's gonna take some consideration. It's gonna, I don't know, maybe even take a night of sleeping on it to figure out exactly what the right phrase is for you. So the thing that makes this really important is it helps you make sure that this vision statement that you're writing isn't based on who you think other people want you to be or some sparkly social media person you've been comparing yourself to. Digging into your why will help you weed out some of the things that don't really matter and get a better sense of what does. All right, so I'm a Christian, so my why flows just out of that. For 2020, my personal vision statement is trust God and love others with my hope fixed on eternity. So whatever your why is, I want you to see if you can try to condense it down into one or maybe two sentences because our whole goal with this vision statement is being able to commit it to memory. Being able to memorize it will make it so much more impactful and make it so that you actually use it. All right, so that brings us to step three. So, so far, 
you've reflected, you've chosen the five or fewer main areas of your life you want to focus on, and you've figured out what your personal why statement is. So step three is creating your intent. So your intent is kind of a word or a short phrase that summarizes what you would love to see happen in each of those five areas of your life in light of your personal why. So you just need to look at those five areas and figure out what would be something that would really summarize something you would love to see happen this coming year. So with this step, it's really more like you're thinking about the posture of your own heart in these areas. So I call these phrases, I call them intense because it's kind of like your core intentions, if that makes sense. So remember, the goal is to be able to memorize these. So you want to make them as punchy and as memorable as possible. And it's okay if the word or the phrase that you use, like if someone else saw it, they might not have any idea what that word means as long as it means something to you. So for me, my spiritual intent uh, for this year is a word linger. So I feel like if someone opened up my planner and just saw the word linger on there, they would have no idea what that means. But to me, it's a reminder for me to spend time with the Lord, to be okay, not getting something done that feels super productive, but instead, I don't know, just soaking in truth and, and just spending time with him. So my relational intent this year is to connect first. I've kind of found myself just in this habit of prioritizing getting stuff done rather than being with people in a meaningful way, which I don't know, I just really want to change. So my relational intent is connect first. And then my personal intent is to revive curiosity. So for this, I just want to shake off some cobwebs in my brain I also want to try some new things. I want to just shake myself out of a rut, basically. Um, and my vocational intent is to guide growth. So for me, vocation is a category that summarizes me staying home with my kids because that's what I do like 90% of the time. And then also uh, doing things for this tiny business we have going. Uh, so guide growth is my phrase for that. And that is just to remind me not to try to stress out and force things to happen and force my kids to develop at a rate that's not really, I don't know, not really even natural. So guide growth is just a kind of reminder for me to like chill out and to kind of gently let things happen and yeah, just kind of nudge them into place rather than forcing as much. And lastly, my home intent is set the stage. So this is kind of similar to connect first. So it's just helping me remember that the reason that we have our home and the reason I clean isn't for it to be perfect and sparkly. The reason I clean is to set the stage for life to happen. All right. So now that brings us to step five. This is our final step and that is to make it flow. So for this step, all we're going to do is take that purpose statement, that why that you came up with, and kind of blend it into a nice, memorable phrase that includes your five intents that you just came up with. All right, so remember, the key here is to make it memorable so it will stick in your mind. So don't add too many words, but if you need a few here or there to make it flow, 
by all means do it. So here's mine. So it's this year I will strive to trust God and love others with my hope set on eternity by focusing on lingering with the Lord, connecting first, reviving my curiosity, guiding growth, and making space. All right, so there you have it, a way to synthesize big things you want to see happen in the main areas of your life in light of your purpose, written out in a concise and memorable way so you can keep it tucked in your brain and use it as you make all of those decisions throughout your day. That's it for today's episode of the Pace and Pattern Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you'll feel a little more inspired to go and be proactive. Uh, I would love for you to come back for our next episode, which will be all about using that vision statement to brainstorm goals. And I think we're even going to talk about the three main types of goals. So we're going to start talking about habits, rhythms, and projects. Um, So hope you'll join us next time. 